This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Hi, Don. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk about your amazing new book, Perfectly Confident. Thank you for being Thanks, here. Thanks, Katie. I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions that my team at the Behavior Change for Good initiative begged me to ask you. Um, and the first one is actually about the feeling of overconfidence, which is something we all really enjoy. It feels great to be overconfident. <laughs> so the question is, if it feels so good to be overconfident, why shouldn't we actually always try to feel that way and go into everything we do with this optimism? Um, I, it, that is such an interesting question. Um, I, I, it, my answer focuses in on the distinction between confidence and overconfidence. So it feels good to be confident. It doesn't feel good to be overconfident. Overconfidence comes from comparing your beliefs with reality. And to what does it feel like to be overconfident? Um, it feels uh, like a mistake. You feel like a fool. You feel like you've screwed up when you realize you're overconfident. So what feels good is confidence, most notably when it's backed by the facts. When reality supports that faith, that's when your confidence is most empowering, most satisfying, and most enjoyable. I would also note that there is a... Uh, an important psychological disconnect between our feelings of empowerment and self-efficacy and our actual abilities. Um, so that um, there are ways for us to feel good about who we are and what we've accomplished and what we've done that's sort of independent of our actual accomplishments that there are tremendously successful and accomplished people who go through life feeling dissatisfied, frustrated, and inadequate. And there are people of the humblest accomplishments who go through life feeling good about themselves and proud of what they've done. So um, to uh, the, my admonition in the book to gather good evidence and calibrate your confidence judgments is not an admonition to feel bad about yourself. I think that where there are choices to be made about whether you feel good or bad about your achievements and your abilities and your lot in life, well, feel good about it. I mean, if that means thinking of downward counterfactuals and remembering how fortunate you are and how much you've done relative to what you might have accomplished, well, yes, feel good about that. That doesn't mean lie to yourself about how much money is in your bank account or how large a chasm you can jump or how many people will buy your book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, um, that was an awesome answer. And I'm glad to know that I can feel good about myself, just that it won't <laughs> feel good to be overconfident. Um, I actually want to talk about a very timely topic, which is COVID-19. Um, in your book, you describe the human tendency to be overconfident. And what I want to know is how that affects the way we handle uncertainty, like what we're currently experiencing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for that invitation. I think that the current global cataclysm that we're experiencing 
underscores the profound risks of overconfident beliefs. If our nation's leaders had been somewhat less confident about our nation's ability to withstand this pandemic, maybe we would have been better prepared. I'm sure you saw the news out just today on how much a difference it would have made in tens of thousands of lives saved had we moved to um, to um, keep uh, physical distance from one another. Just a week earlier in March, we would have saved tens of thousands of lives. Um, so uh, our current predicament underscores some of the risks of delusional overconfidence. Um, being too confident about our preparation for a risk like a pandemic um, is not in aggregate helpful when it makes you more vulnerable. The students in my class who are most sure they're going to ace the exam and therefore don't study are not those who get the best grades. And so realistic expectations about the risks and opportunities that lie ahead and actions that you need to take now to protect yourself from risks or to prepare yourself to capitalize on opportunities is enormously helpful for achieving what you want in life and getting the best outcomes. That is a perfect segue to the very last question I want to ask you, Don, and that is what advice you can give us about how we can help calibrate our confidence better and bring about more positive outcomes in our own lives. Thanks. I love that question. There are lots of tools, uh, many of which I elaborate at great length in the book. I'll just mention a couple. Um, the first is to think probabilistically about the uncertainties inherent in the future. But, um, many of us wind up in this awkward trap trying to predict the future as if we could know for certain what was going to happen or how we would perform or how others will behave. We can't. The best we can do is make probabilistic forecasts considering the distribution of possible outcomes and trying to assess the likelihood of each of them. We can discipline ourselves and those around us by asking wanna bet. Annie Duke in her book, Thinking in Bets, encourages uh, people to calibrate their confidence by asking wanna bet, to um, discipline our forecasts for the future by thinking about putting stakes on that. Do I believe that prediction enough to be willing to bet on it? How likely do I think it is? And if there's someone else willing to take the other side of that bet, what do they know that I don't? That leads to the very useful question, why might I be wrong? What information out there suggests I'm wrong? Or what do others who believe differently, what do they know that I don't? That is very useful for helping us uh, question our assumptions and calibrate our confidence. Fabulous advice. And I um, I think that's a perfect place to wrap this. And I just want to say thank you again, Don, for talking about Perfectly Confident with me. I really appreciate it. It's an amazing book uh, by an amazing scholar. It's such a pleasure to, to get to chat. Thanks, Katie. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.